hello, you are listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, Liam Caswell, where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this episode of High Performance Nursing. I'm so grateful that you're spending your time with us here today. Today, I have an amazing guest. Uh, We have Athol Han here. Athol, welcome to the High Performance Nursing Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Liam. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's amazing to have you here. I know this has been a long time coming because our calendars have kind of, you know, we've had some calendar issues (laughs) and, and changes. So I'm super grateful that you're here. Um, let me introduce Athol to you, and um, if you'd like to add anything, Athol, please do. So Athol Han is the founder of Athol Tech, uh, which includes Forwards and Burnout No More course, plus many more to come, I believe. Um, Athol is a awesome nursepreneur. He is a health tech innovator. He's also a clinical emergency nurse and currently is working as a clinical nurse educator within medicine. Uh, he has over 10 years diverse healthcare experience. I did notice when I did a little LinkedIn stock that you've done a bit of agency and you've kind of been around a bit, which I love. And uh, you also are a stand-up paddleboard enthusiast, <laughs> amongst many other things, I'm sure. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much me, Liam. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I'd love to start off learning a bit more about your journey to this point in your career. Um, I always like to ask people to kind of step us through where you started and how you've kind of got to where you are right now and the journey that you've been on. Yeah, I, I guess, um, you know, your, your life as a nurse is, you know, it's it's a fascinating journey. You know, I don't want to sound too cliched, but it's certainly, <laughs> it's an interesting path and has its ups and downs. And to be fair, one of the reasons I actually got into nursing was that was that deep variety, that deep ability to change and mix it up. And when, when I was um, deciding to become a nurse as a, from coming from a dairy farm and thinking, you know, what am I going to do with my life as a young fella? I, I didn't envisage myself being a male nurse, but, um, you know, I, I really saw the potential of nursing to, to be a excellent base to whatever and so I thought yeah that's that's what I'm going to do I'll do nursing and then and then work it out from there and it turns out I got in and and really enjoyed it so you know I certainly had my ups and downs I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that but uh, one of the things about it is that it's such a great base level career that you can come and go you know you, you can do many different things you're always highly appreciated and valuable to the world and to humanity, which is, is quite a nice feeling. So um, certainly it's, it keeps me coming back for more. Mm, I love that. So you've worked across lots of different areas, lots of different specialties. Tell us about the clinical areas that you've worked in up until this point in your career. Oh, well, how long is the podcast, Liam? <laughs> I might drag on for a bit. Um, but um, I and I think that's that variety piece. I have bounced around a little bit and, and got some, you know, um, experiences from a few different places. When I first got into nursing, I became a carer and then I became a, an enrolled nurse in Victoria, a Division Two nurse. So I just want to get my teeth sunk in. I ended up then moving over to Perth into Royal Perth and did a two-year grad program where um, I got to experience acute medical, oncology, uh, neurosurgery, and then transitioned into intensive care, uh, which was a blessing and a uh, painful experience all, all in the one. Um, but it was a really great base to set me up for my future career. Yeah, that, did that for a few years and then moved back home and um, then dipped my toes into emergency nursing, which was, um, you know, probably suited me much better. Um, and then you probably packaged up a lot of those skills and then went into the agency world, travelled around for a couple of years 
and then found my, you know, found myself up in North Queensland um, working as a clinical nurse um, in a busy, you know, in a fairly busy emergency department. And then, you know, what I, I left, I left and for to pursue my entrepreneurial dreams, and um, and then has come have come back and got a promotion. I don't know how that works, but um, I ended up heading into a, a nurse educator position uh, you know, on a medical ward with with a good mate of mine and um yeah really really enjoyed it but yeah it's it's been been a fun fun journey that's for sure i love that i, I always talk about on the podcast sampling within your career and it sounds like we're gonna have to give you title of like chief sampler <laughs> <laughs> like chief sampler chief expo- yeah, explorer cool. because i just think it brings such um an amazing I don't know, like variety to your career, but also it just equips you with so many skills and it shows you the diversity that is within the nursing profession. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, it's, yeah, like it's really fitted in well with with my life. And, you know, once I got that base level, once I got that real solid grounding in crick care, but just got that solid fundamentals in nursing, you you all of a sudden become valuable. Um, If I hadn't done that, if I bounced around too early, the stuff that I'm doing now wouldn't be possible because I wouldn't have that those foundations that are really solid and you know I've worked you know you worked quite hard early on and then and then the rest has just become much easier. I wouldn't say it was easy, but it was just become much easier, I suppose. Yeah, I love that. On this podcast, we talk a lot about career stuff. And I, I want to pick up on something you just said, because you, you talked about being a CNS in, um, or a clinical nurse in emergency, and then going out and doing your entrepreneurial uh, work, and then coming back and getting a promotion. Many people believe, many nurses believe that when you leave, like you've cut all ties, and that's it, and life's over, and you're never going to be able to come back in. Like that's the story that we tell ourselves. It's not true, right? Like, what's been your experience of that? Yeah, far, far opposite. To be fair, yeah. So I, <laughs> so I actually, well, so I got, I got the CNS or CN position out of agency. So that wasn't. It's not the traditional route of uh, nursing where you, you know, you you grind away at a particular workplace and wait for somewhere to go. Whereas I, I went did agency nursing and then um, found somewhere where I really enjoyed. I really loved the team. I, I, I liked the case mix. I liked the presentation. Like it all. You know, sort of all fitted really well with me, and then um, a position come up, and I certainly applied, and uh, uh, luckily to get it. And and you know, the next stage is I, you know, I left with good intentions. I ne- never burned any bridges, and I built really good relationships around me. I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, put a flame and some fuel to the fire and say oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> I, you know, I kept those warm relationships, and then, um, you know, luck, fortunate enough, the part time nurse educator role come up, and. You know, I had, I interviewed well, um, and you know the stuff I was doing outside of nursing would certainly help me in that interview uh, place or interview because um, it, it was just working all in the same things. It's all in the same enjoyments that I get out of nursing, and I'm just you know just shifting them sideways quite a bit. So yeah, I I, I definitely not one for um, grinding away if you if you really want to get somewhere. Then there's certainly options to to um, dip your toes. Yeah. Yeah, you just make it happen, right? You just take those transferable skills and you make it happen uh, and you deliver and then the opportunities will literally arise as you start to push your boundaries and put yourself out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's, and it, yeah, it's, it's it's fascinating. And even, you know, I've watched for your journey, Liam, it's, you know, you've you know you've left a, a position as a, you know, leadership and nursing leadership and you're stepping away to help others progress along that. And who knows where, you know, your future, like it's just about, chasing those dreams that you're chasing those drivers and needs that you you know really fulfill you and 
sometimes it is in clinical nursing, you know, but sometimes it's not. I love that. And I want to dive in deeper into kind of at forwards and, and what you've built in that area, because I think it's phenomenal, the work that you've done up until this point and what you've created. So for the people listening, tell them a little bit about forwards and what you've created there um, and how that came to be. Yeah, interesting. There's some patterns going into my behavior and life here once I tell this story. So I guess step back a little bit. I um, I went through a, a fairly decent, nasty period of burnout in 2014 when I did leave ICU. I, I sort of just I, I just was struggling to see my purpose in, in going forward. Um, and obviously there's lots of factors that went to that. So I went back home to, um, to sort of recuperate, I went back and was going to become a dairy farmer. Um, but it was just that sort of period that I really needed to um, sit and adjust and rest, rest the brain. Because, you know, when your brain's just going a million miles an hour and you, but, but there's no purpose behind the million miles an hour, it's, you know, it's you, you sort of got to burn the cogs, you're going to burn the burn out, and that's what, that's what happened to me. Um, and so I went back home and it was the best thing ever. So I, I went home, lived on the farm, you know, it was, yeah, sort of just recuperated myself and I was trying to search for what I was after dreaming, you know, searching for something. I started off with chasing for medicine um, because I thought that was the answer. I thought that was the, the end goal. But in the end, it wasn't, you know. It took me a bit to work that out. So how I got onto this journey was I went to a volunteering event and I met a developer and I had a few ideas in my head and really was sort of bouncing around a few concepts. Met this tech developer, hit it off, built a prototype whilst I was doing agency nursing and thought, oh, well, pocket medicine, there's other yeah, you know, there's other ways to fill your life. Um, and so then started on that journey. And now I look back on the journey of forwards and I never pictured or thought about building an app. It's just really I was just chasing that that drive and that ambition to not only um, support myself through the difficulties within nursing but to support others. And it really supports my energy and my vitality and who I am. Um, and so that's really the journey around forwards. And so a little bit about forwards because I always bang, about, bang on about the story but <laughs> don't ex- describe what it is. But forwards is an app that um, um, nurses can download in the public sector and it's, it helps them to manage the demands of shift work. So you, you enter your roster, you, you enter your information, enter your roster, and it, it's got some features that certainly help you to um, to manage shift work and manage nursing. And then my favourite feature probably is the mindfulness feature where you can debrief and offload from the end of the day and then and then you can review that on the calendar so you can get a really good overshot and snapshot of, of how you're functioning and what's important to you, which I was actually doing back when I was a grad, but I didn't sort of make that link anyway long story short sorry mate but uh yeah that, that's sort of the journey no like you're trying to condense so much work <laughs> um and so much you know development into like a couple of minutes it's so cool i love it and i love that you, you you're using tech for the positive and that you're using that to empower nurses to take back control because something that i read on your website was around the fact that you know we're all sitting here waiting for the system to get better like we're all sitting here waiting for healthcare mm-hmm. to pick finally pick the weight up and just you know change the culture and invest in the staff and here's the thing like the the harsh reality is it's not ha- it's not happening it's not gonna happen and covid is sorry to be debbie diana but covid has literally just added this extra burden it's not happening in the next five to ten years at least so we need to take control of that yeah 
we need to take back the power. And that's something that you've created within efforts, the mindfulness, the rostering, the shift swapping, the pay, like looking at your pay. How many times has pay been incorrect? Like it's shocking. It should not be incorrect. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. I, my pay's been wrong recently and I'm using it. I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm glad I built this thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite helpful. <laughs> you are right. We have to really, you know, we have to take the ball you know, at the horns really because the system has, has been built for a purpose. You know, the purpose is to maintain the health of the public. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's got its systems and it's built on the, you know, um, century old values. You know, uh, you know, there's so much, so many things that you can't just change overnight. And I think as a nursing workforce, there's so many of us, if we, you know, all chip in, all work together, you know, collaborate as, um, individuals, but collaborate as people across the nation, I think, you know, there's got a great opportunity to make a, make a difference. And I'm sure you probably have noticed too, Liam, with LinkedIn. Um, I, you know, being active on LinkedIn and, and internationally, it's the same themes. Like it's really, you know, nursing, it's very similar across other Western countries. And, um, you know, there is an opportunity to, to really be the difference and stand tall and, you know, not only support yourself, but support your colleagues. And it might not be your direct colleagues, but it could be, you know, it could be someone in Victoria. And healthcare is such a small world. You, one day you could meet them and go, oh, wow, you know, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we all have to band together. And I love that that's the work that you're doing is helping us all kind of unite and marry together through tech because we all are glued to these phones. Um, so it's very smart. <laughs> And it's, it's future-proof, right? It's sustainable. It's something that is easy to implement within the health sector, probably not from a development side, but in terms of like actually getting it into people's lives and for them to use it. It's, it's pretty simple in that sense and effective, clearly effective. So I love that you're doing that work. So I thought I'd love to explore um, the, the moment that you first came up with the concept of forwards as, as an idea. You mentioned that you buddied up with the developer, but that came from your personal lived experience. What were you seeing amongst your clinicians and your peers in the industry as well? Like, how did that all come to fruition? Yeah, inter- interesting. Um, I didn't start off with forwards. Um, I started off with another um, prototype, another idea, and, and I guess... It's probably just been an evolving journey of the idea. Um, and the, the initial idea was around online pamphlets. You know, it was just simple information that you could deliver, you know, to, to you know, you know the online, the pamphlets you get at the doctor's surgery or, you know, whatever. But just creating digital format of that, that's simple and easy. That, then that, that evolved into a wellbeing platform because um, I was seeing such a massive need for this, even myself personally, but working clinically, I was just seeing such a need to be, you know, to have more understanding of your well-being, but for, for others to have an understanding and importantly for your management managers to have an understanding of how their workforce are going. So that prototype and I was keen on, like I'm still keen on that. And it, it sort of is, it's the power behind for, like that's, you know, it's part of, I guess, the the mission, I suppose. Um, and then I started to work out, you know, a bit like what you said earlier, is how, how the hell do I get this in the hands of people? How do you, how do you not only collect the positive good data that you need um, but also how do you deliver information in, in um, tangible in a tangible way and then the app sort of just was born from that it was sort of just it was just like it was just like an aha moment just said oh well you have to build an app for that because <laughs> i thought i was i was trying to avoid that because you know there's a fair bit of costs within it and you have to get it right and you know there's a lot of challenges which i've certainly faced and found 
but yeah, so I, I think that, you know, it's, it's certainly been a journey of trying to unpack and unpick of sort of what's driven the app. I'm glad, I'm glad I did it that way rather than just have an idea and built the app because it is quite like it is. There's so many aspects in it that, um, you know, it's not really simple. You can't just build, you can't even just, you can't even just let the code and build it. And, you know, those days are done. Well, some ideas are not done, you know, but, um, certainly, you know, it, it can be, it can be challenging. In terms of some of the lessons that you had on that journey, I, can you share a few lessons? You know, if there's a budding nursepreneur that's listening that's got a great idea for an app or something cool tech, um, what would you kind of want them to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a few. I've got a couple of lessons actually. I probably would um, would would like to look back on and, and listen to. Um, I, I guess a few few of the positives a few of the positives um lean into it lean into it and think through the problem and think through why you're doing it if you've got an idea for an app or you've got an idea for some tech or you've got an idea for a product really lean into it and do some um brainstorming and mapping around the idea um and then ask people about the idea don't be afraid about sharing the idea which is what i've learned uh, is that it's probably one of the most important bits is to is to spray it and share it and get feedback and don't be offended if someone's going to give you um, harsh feedback because that's the best part. Like if you, if 15 of your friends said, oh, this is awesome, you know, this is a great feature or this is a great product, you shouldn't really, you know, this is a million-dollar idea, you know, it's it's questionable whether it is, um, you know, because it happened to me. You know, I like I asked, you know, I did my research and asked plenty of people and did surveys and had all this really good feedback and went, oh, my God. That, that has to be it. And then you ask a few more people and they like this thing and then a few others and I ended up just getting really lost in all these features and you're thinking, you know, I probably got lost in the purpose of it and the mission a little bit. And so I guess my, my biggest takeaway for anyone who's, who's wanting to, to go ahead is to, to think through the problem, think through why you're doing it and really start small. You know, if someone likes a feature, put value and weight on what you're creating and start the smallest you humanly can and get feedback on it. And, you know, there's lots of talk on prototyping and um, minimal viable product and it's all these terms, but it's really just how can you test the idea as small and simple as humanly possible. And I, I did that, um, didn't do it real well because what I was creating, I, there was nothing to compare it in the market. So I couldn't really test it with anything else. But there's possibly... Yeah, I don't know. Like my own journey, I don't know if I'd take away, but I certainly, if I was going to do it again, I'd um, I'd start smaller. I'd go, you know, is this feature like is this actually going to work in this point of time? Because it saves you. Like you'll get there in the end, but it could take save you thousands, thousands of dollars, and you know, lots of time. And that in itself is a skill set, right? Recognizing that, like, you have this huge vision, and then like whittling it down to just the smallest portion of that and then just doing that because like as humans we all we always want to get the thing now like we need it now we want to see what it looks like we want a director of nursing position now <laughs> like when we're a graduate <laughs> not happening like start small little steps micro steps and work towards it yeah absolutely and it's probably it's so similar to your nursing career that um you teach Liam is starting small but leaning in on others you know getting getting good feedback from people you trust mentors coaches or you know just you know processing so much of that feedback and thinking through it um taking the good from the bad and because it's all you know even if it is bad it's 
you know, it, it's quite handy information because, it, you know, even if someone tells you bad advice, like you can still put it somewhere and go, well, why is that bad advice and process that. Yeah, for someone who's building tech or trying to be an entrepreneur and change things, sourcing out information but sourcing people out that have done things and, and trying to get some mentorship or, you know, getting into an accelerator program. So I've done done a couple of accelerator programs um, where they've supported the idea. So a lot of the app and a lot of the business and a lot of this is probably born from those accelerator programs because they bring experts that have been there and they've done this. They, obviously, they're probably not nurses, but you, that's your specialty that's your specialty of expertise and they certainly, um, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be doing this without that support till now. Um, yeah, so, yeah. That's so valuable. And we had um, Zara Lord on the podcast. I know you and Zara are really good friends and um, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs uh, in the tech space. And Zara, Zara's episode's about you paged. Um, and she talked about similar things, you know, about how accelerators propelled her forward. I'm interested, I talk about this a lot, about non-clinical training and investing in non-clinical experiences, workshops. I'm curious, how has that helped you uh, it's like you know all the questions how has that helped you thrive um in your clinical career by doing those non-clinical trainings oh best decision ever <laughs> is that the, is that a good answer I don't know. um but i you know the reading i've done outside of nursing especially you know i've got a passion for behavior design and how we make decisions and you know just those some human psychology and you know, they're just, it's just interesting. I just find it really interesting. And even when I was studying for medicine, actually, um, and people probably studied to get, do the gaps that there's a written section um, and where you've got a, you've got a creative piece and you've got an analytical piece. Um, I I actually put so much value on that out of any of my career study. And that time, read, like reading books, writing writing essays, the the amount of benefit I got out of that was like you know you can't measure. And, and, you know, it's just, it just helps you, you know, if you think creatively and think through problems, but communicate as well in a different way. And yeah, I, I totally get you there. I, I the more, the more out of the box um, work, well, I've done, done like five or six courses this year or something stupid, but there's like, there's just, just value that, that, that information that you can take those key parts. And then, because all it is, is applying it. And I'm sure you've found this, Liam, is that, you're just taking the information that you learn and applying it to the situation that you're facing. Um, and even in nursing, I, all the stuff that I do now is I've got a different perspective and an outlook. So I, I apply my knowledge differently, I guess. Yeah, you have a different lens and you bring different skill sets to the workforce. Yes. And the beauty of that is that you haven't just solely focused on clinical stuff and I see this a lot in, in nursing careers is where they you know oh but I went to this conference and it was about you know kidney disease and I went to this and that's amazing but the beauty of going to non-clinical trainings workshops conferences accelerator programs whatever it might be is that you meet non-clinicians <laughs> and you have to expand your mind and you have to experience what other people experience in their workplaces and it's kind of refreshing in a way maybe from a burnout perspective to see weirdly that everybody is burnt out <laughs> um of course healthcare we are burnt out but it's for me it was kind of cathartic to know that like people in the law industry were when i went and did the Brene brown dare to lead training they were burnt out like they were so frustrated they were yes. burnt out they were pissed they were angry they were overworked underpaid and it's not great but it's just nice to know right and it just allows you to expand your mind and put on a different set of glasses and see the world through a different lens 
Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? Um, especially when you spend time with others and you network and you, you see other creatives, but other high-functioning, high-performing um, professionals, um, it's it's so fascinating to see the same things. Um, you know, a lot of us who are investing in healthcare are, uh, do see ourselves as high performers, um, who, as people who are, you know, determined, care about their patients, but want to do the best that they humanly can. And if you think about lawyers, you think about doctors, you think about anyone who's got a high amount of responsibility, that's so, such similar things. And it's just the lens, you know, exactly what you said, it's perspective. It's, you know, how do you put the stress and the trauma or whatever you've, you know, the, the experiences you have and how you spin that around and put it out in the world it can be often very similar to others who are facing burnout or, um, you know, facing different challenges. Yeah, for sure. I'm curious with burnout and diving in a bit into burnout. Obviously, you've developed an online course and a kind of coaching program around burnout no more. Tell us a little bit about that. I'm curious. I'm obviously given the current situation in the world. We won't mention the word, but given the current situation, burnout seems like it's something that is inevitable. Like I'm hearing graduates who are just starting a weekend are like, I'm burnt out. It's I'm fatigued. There's so much happening at the moment in healthcare itself. I'm curious, Mm -hmm. one, about your course and two, about what advice would you have to the high performance nursing listeners in starting to recognize and manage burnout? Look, yeah, it's it's um, it's really challenging, and because we're all unique, we all we all have a different um, ability to think through um, situations, and that every experience is different. You know, a lot of the experiences in healthcare others have been through before, but they're still unique to you. And you know, if you haven't been through that, and you haven't got someone to support you through that, or the right resources, or you know, the right um, perspective on it, it can be really challenging and tough. And I see. I think that's the probably the crux of my burnout, but others I've seen and, and, and worked with is, um, you know, uh, the experiences that I'm facing are, are tough, but I don't know what to do with those experiences. And also I don't know what to do with them, but it gets to the core of you. I don't know why they're important and why, why, why I should care about them. Like I just keep getting flogged, you know, I'm getting full patients. They're all heavy. Someone's swearing at me. Um, you know, the doctor's yelling at me. My team leader doesn't care. The nurse unit manager puts me on night shift all the time. You know they don't care about me, and I'm getting, I'm working my guts out for no bank, no bank for buck. You know, no recognition for that. I suppose, especially hard when you're really starting because you're putting so much effort in. Um, and so that's for me when I first started. I think that was a lot of my challenge. I'm, I've got a lot of, I got a bit of grit, and I, um, I stick through things. And each time through my grad program, and it was a tough transition period especially each rotation and I, w- I would you know I'd get to a point it'd be you know tough first two or three months and I'd work through and then I'd rise on the other side um, and, and you know I'd get this little lift again um, the big impact for me was when I when I went before I went through burnout is it took probably took a year when I went transitioned to ICU before I felt comfortable or before I thought I wasn't going to kill someone um, and it was a huge it was a hard reality and a hard shock because I'd gone through so much stress and I'd gotten through a lot of um, toil to then get to a, a place where, oh my God, I'm not going to, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never, I'm never going to get to the place I want to be. Um, it's been a whole year and I still, you know, I'm only just getting there. You know, I don't know if all this night shift, I don't know if this is all worth it. You know, I don't know how this is going to mean for me long term. You know, I'm disconnected from my family. My time, you know, you're separated from your, like a lot of your friends and colleagues. 
Um, you know, you're not exercising or you're not enjoying things outside of work because of your shift work. You know, all these things, all these little stresses sort of build up and, you know, they get to a point where you go, well, you know, all you need is the, it's like the straw that breaks the camel back. All you need that is that one thing and it just tips you over. Um, and certainly that's, it's certainly been my experience of it. And, uh, to, to work through that, um, I, well, I tripped, I went away to the farm, but not everyone has the opportunity to go, you know, work on a farm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went and worked on a farm, did a lot of reading, you know, watched a lot of TED talks, a lot of YouTube and dug myself out. And I wasn't digging myself out of a hole. I didn't even know I was in, so I didn't know I was, went through burnout for another three years, but I just hated the feeling. I just hated that feeling of not good enough and just you know what did I you know from someone who loves nursing to someone who hated it I just I just hated that feeling and then just um really pushed myself to learn and grow and um did a lot of work on Tony Robbins I know you mentioned Brene Brown these sort of leaders in the 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 human motivation space um and you know and I've developed a little process I suppose I've developed a process that worked and, and and it got me through and but then got me to excel on the other side and that's I guess where the, the burnout no more course has, has come from yeah I love that there's so many good things in there like that you've t- talked about that I'm sure a lot of people will, will relate to and ice for one can um, and do around that story of not recognizing you're in burnout and you know going from loving it to hating it like I think a lot of people will be feeling that right now. I certainly have felt that multiple times. And I guess for me, what I see in, in the nurses that I coach and that I work with, it's about coming back to your kind of true self, like what you really, really want, like really listening to your gut. And it's so funny because as nurses, we've got brilliant guts in terms of like gut intuition and recognizing patients being unwell and all of the things but when it comes to ourselves, we're so good. Elena says it beautifully, happiness. We're so good at giving to others, but we mm. don't give back to ourselves. And we need to recalibrate um, and start giving back. And obviously, your, your time at the farm has allowed you to do that. And for those listening, create that space for yourself in your life. Drop your hours. You know, make it happen. Do casual work. If you can, explore your options, sample, do agency to create a bit of space and to start processing what's going on for you few things there that we can do that will definitely help you try and start moving forwards i love that moving forwards literally little brand uh, <laughs> no, it works brand it works <laughs> it works um so the burnout no more course it's online um where can people find that it's it's just on your website is that right yeah so um there's a few different spots i guess but um you can go to forwards.com um, fwards.com and it's there. Um, there's also um, a landing page for it and it's um, burnoutnomore.me. Um, so if you, if you type that in, yeah, yeah you'll, you'll see that there. Um, we're planning the, the next release for the course will be in April. Um, so just, um, yeah, flick, flick me an email or send me a message on, on there and, you know, we'll, we'll put you down as um, one of the keen bunnies for the next course. And, I don't, you know, it's certainly the course only becomes a line alive with um with the community that's around it so the the modules and you know it's all good stuff but it's it's really about you know the community they're coming together to not only help themselves but what i found in the last release is that um everyone each group session everyone learned like if someone was sharing something they were writing notes themselves going oh that's me that's me i i that's i can do that yeah so just learning off each other because you're all sort of sitting in the same you know mud you know you're all swimming through 
to this dark mist and, you know, you can always pick up something. And every time I do the course, which is funny, I learn something new, um, which is really, which is really interesting. There's such power in being part of a community that's going through the same experience and such power in his, hearing yes. somebody else's story and relating to that. That feeling of not being alone, I think, is so important right now for clinicians globally. Um, and, you know, for those that are listening, you are not alone. And the course is available and something that sounds awesome and will help you get out of that burnout pit and start working your way back to creating who you want to be intentionally. So I think that's where sometimes we're misaligned. So in terms of uh, wrapping up, I would love uh, to ask you a couple of rapid fire questions. Um, and Janai, see if you can sure. see if you can answer them uh, in one or two words, which I could never do. So I don't know why I ask it of people. Let's go for it and see how we go. <laughs> so question one, what's one thing that every clinician today could do to reduce burnout? Uh, journal. Love that. Journal. Write it down. Work through it. Amazing. You're good at this. Uh, (laughs) What's been your favorite role so far in your career? Uh, I I probably probably liked, it's more than one word, but the the CN role in emergency, I probably, it had a nice mix of education and clinical work, yeah. Amazing. I love that. Uh, Final question. What's one piece of advice that you've received that changed your life, your mindset, your career trajectory? What's one piece of advice that you'd like to pass on? Uh, Interesting. I've had a, I've had a, I've had a couple. Um, Be you. Yeah. Yeah. Be you. Be you. So powerful. Super powerful. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for your uh, th- for your time. I'd love to know more about where people can access uh, Forwards, the app. Um, obviously, it is an app. So what does that look like um, and how can people get access to that or start exploring that? Um, so you can go to the Apple App Store um, or, or Google Play Store and then it's, you know, just you can just search for it and it's there. Um, at the moment, it's um, f- we've only um, uh, released it to public nurses um, so if you're working in government and that sort of stuff, we, we certainly envisage to spread it even more. So if you are a private nurse and from a private sector, reach out because I'll upload your, your organisation into the app. Um, I just, you know, there's, there's that many hospitals and bits and pieces that we haven't been able to do it all at once. So certainly reach out and I'm, I'm happy to, um, you know, upload it and, you know, get you, get you onto the app. Amazing. I love that. So it's accessible to everybody working in public hospitals across Australia super cool yeah yeah right now that is amazing cool love it so we will include all of the links in the show notes below um to the um the app and to the burnout no more course and to all of athol's uh, socials and make sure that you give them a share like a comment engage uh, within the community itself i absolutely love the work that you're doing i thought it's so important um and you know burnout is here to stay unfortunately so we can you know what we can do is manage it and work together like you said so eloquently earlier to help us move forward and build the healthcare system that we we want to work in. Um, so thank you so much for what you're doing. I really appreciate it, Liam, and, you know, um, a bit of love to you as well. I, you know, we haven't connected until now, but I've certainly seen the work that you've been doing and I appreciate the work that you're doing for nurses to, you know, to help them to grow and develop because, um, you know, we need every single one. The, robot, the robots aren't going to save us and, um, you know, your courses are more than, more than important to make that growth and development into nursing, you know. 
fantastic yeah yeah thank you so much yep we love what we do and uh we we wish that for everybody that's listening to be able to create a life intentionally that they love doing um that lights them up and you know reduces the risk of burnout so that's our that's our why that's our vision um and i love that it's collective within the nurse online community the community external to the hospital is like 10 times better than what the community can be in the hospital it's fascinating but awesome is we just got to we just got to transition that transition over we do yes exactly awesome thank you so much thanks Liam if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast episode please take a wee minute to leave a review it would mean the absolute world to me if you are ready to start taking action in your career and you need some support why wait come and join my private Facebook community the link is in the show notes below Within the community, we take what we discuss in this podcast and we put it into action. Currently, I am looking for nurses who are ready to stop playing small and invest in themselves to create the life and the career they want to live. If that sounds like you, then please get in touch. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay forever curious, my nursing friends.